you're ready to take your leadership to the next level, you're in the right place. This is the Think on Purpose podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Fry. Let's dive in. If you are a busy professional and you have ever left a project unfinished and really, really hated doing that, or maybe you didn't even start the project because you knew you didn't have enough time to finish it that day, that hour, that week, this episode is for you. Welcome back to the Think on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Jen Fry. I'm super excited to have you all with me this week. So I'm recording this a couple weeks before Thanksgiving, and my husband and I are having 17 people at our home for the Thanksgiving holiday. And as one does, when you host large groups of people, we started looking around the house going, I think we need more seating. I think we need more tables. I think we need more spaces for people to gather. So we bought a couch. And this is not just any couch. This is like the monster of sectionals. This thing is huge because... We don't have like, you know, some houses have a living room and a family room. We just have one great room. So this thing is huge. It's basically two couches with a centerpiece. So it's like almost 12 feet long on either side. Now, I don't know that all 17 people can fit on this thing, but for sure, at least like eight or nine. So we bought a couch. The couch gets delivered. And now it's like, well, we need a new rug because the rug that we had for the old couch doesn't fit the new bigger couch. Uh, We need new drapes because the colors aren't right. And I'm like, you think we need to paint, right? And so my brain is starting to kind of go a little bit wild thinking about all the projects that are unraveling because we bought a new couch. And here's what I noticed. I started feeling so agitated and so anxious and super uncomfortable. And I realized It's because I really like things to be in order. But even more than that, I like things to be done. And as soon as I start to believe something like either I'm halfway done, it's not done, it's unfinished, it'll never be done, I feel all the anxiety. And this doesn't just come up with like new furniture or unfinished rooms. I notice it, something silly, but like doing puzzles. Some people love doing puzzles. I cannot stand the thought of doing it in sections and walking away from the puzzle. Again, it gives me so much anxiety. I don't like that feeling of agitation because something is left undone. I also realized that this came up for me a lot in my corporate role because as I um, as I got more responsibility, as my tasks increased, as the decisions that I made impacted more people, my job got more complex. And with complexity also came this like inability to just do simple tasks and move things along, right? So when I was a frontline worker or frontline team member or interfacing with the public in a little bit, um, with a little bit higher frequency, I would get a job, a customer would ask for something, I could solve the problem and move along. When I became the director, now I had to be a little bit more strategic. So my projects became more complex. So instead of being able to finish something in, say, 30 minutes or 45 minutes, now projects were taking more time and I had to bring in more people. And I realized that I very often walked away at the end of the day thinking to myself, I haven't done enough. I didn't finish anything. I started a lot of things, but I don't even know if I can finish what I started and feeling super frustrated that I didn't get more done. 
And I think it's because that that feeling was coming up, that agitation, that anxiety of an unfinished process, unfinished work. And that's what I really don't like. So how do we overcome this? How do we get past it? Because the problem is when I am afraid of that feeling, when I don't want to feel um, agitation or frustration because things are incomplete, what I have realized is I stop myself from starting. And in a corporate role or as an entrepreneur, that is not helpful in achieving my dreams. We talk in business about this idea of you're leaving money on the table. And for sure, when I'm not moving forward, when I'm not doing things, absolutely, I'm leaving money on the table. But I also think I'm leaving my dreams on the table when I'm afraid to leave something unfinished. Now, I'm not talking about leaving something unfinished for years. But for example, I, as an entrepreneur, I have some pretty big goals that I want to do. Like I want to create a digital course this year. I'd love to write a book. Um, even this podcast, right? Doing doing a, a podcast a week. You can't do those things in one day. You can't even do them in a week, right? Podcasting, it takes doing a little bit, coming back. I, I don't always record, edit, and publish all in one fell swoop. When I'm thinking about a digital course or writing a book, those are not tasks that I can complete in one sitting. And as I grow in my career as an entrepreneur, I'm noticing those are the kinds of tasks that are coming up more and more, just like they did in my corporate role. So if I can't solve for this problem, I'm going to kind of stay here doing the day-to-day tasks that aren't actually driving my goals and my business forward, therefore leaving my dreams and money on the table. So I think it's really important for me to solve. And I wonder if, if you feel the same. I wonder if you feel like this is a problem to solve. So here's the first thing to recognize is that there is rarely enough time and there's always plenty of time. And here's what I mean by that is so often we wait, at least I do, until I have enough time. Oh, I want to have enough time to record, edit, publish. I want to have enough time to write the whole book. That doesn't happen. And also, there is plenty of time if I can break the project up. If I go back to my couch analogy, it's like there is plenty of time to find the furniture, to get a rug. I can, I can slow the whole thing down. I may not have enough time to do it all today, but there's always plenty of time. So thinking about our relationship with time and thinking about what we're expecting of ourselves, I think is an important place to start. Because as long as I'm waiting to complete the whole thing in one sitting, it's like I'm either going to really punish myself by giving myself zero breaks, working around the clock, and like just cramming it all in, which it's also coming to me. I wonder if that's part of where some of my old procrastination came from. Like in college, I would often say, oh, I like pressure. I like the pressure of doing things last minute. But I wonder if what I really liked was the the thrill, the completion of writing an entire paper, even though it was terrible, even though I suffered, even though it was not enjoyable at all, I got the whole thing done in say six hours, right? So it's super fascinating. There's never enough time, but there's always plenty of time. So just consider your own habits and where might this be showing up for you? So once we kind of reconcile this idea of time, then I think the next step is understanding that it's really the feeling, right? So we're trying to get away from the feeling of the agitation, 
the feeling of like, I I just want to like jump out of my own skin. I just want to get away from here. I got to get out of here. If I can just sit back and allow that feeling and take a couple deep breaths, I can slow it down a little bit. I can make it a little bit more bearable. I don't actually have to act from that feeling of urgency. I can slow it down. Then what I can do is start my time management processes, right? The things that I know are helpful and work for me. So what that looks like is, first of all, I have to be able to write it all down. Like, What are all the steps? What are all the things that I need to do for this project? And the truth is those steps might change as I get more information, as I get input from other people. This is not a set in stone type of thing, but it's a starting point. So I can write out those different the different steps to achieving the goal, what I think might work. And then I assign them an amount of time. So for example, let's take the podcast, right? So I need to write an outline. Well, think of a topic, write an outline, do any kind of research, record the podcast, send the podcast for editing or do my own editing. Um, Then I have to publish it, create any kind of soundbite, any kind of marketing. So there's multiple steps. Now, in in this old way of thinking where I'm like, puzzles got to be complete, everything has to be done at once, I would probably need three hours to sit down and do it. But finding three hours of time on a weekly basis is a little bit tricky. It's a little bit difficult. But I can definitely have plenty of time for, say, 30 minutes a day. And I can chip away at that larger goal and make sure that every week I'm getting this podcast out on time. So setting those smaller goals, and the only way we can set smaller goals is if we know what the steps are. And breaking it down into those bite-sized pieces um, can make a huge difference. And then I like to put a time amount on each bite-sized piece. Now listen, it doesn't mean I'm always right. It doesn't mean that I always take that exact amount of time, but it gives me a starting point. And the more I assign a time frame to a task, the better I get at guessing as to how I work and the better I get to, as to understanding how much time something will take. Okay, so that's step number one is write down all the steps required to get the, the goal done and then put a time frame. Then I prioritize. Like what needs to be first? What's something that is dependent on the other? Like I can't create a soundbite before I create the episode. It doesn't work that way, right? So I'm kind of putting them in an order. And then as I as I like to look at my calendar, I actually put those smaller, smaller time blocks, those smaller goals on my calendar. So for example, today I had 35 minutes to record the podcast. The outline was done, not in the editing place yet. It was just record the podcast. And I'll be honest, it feels a little bit uncomfortable because I'm going to hit stop record and I'm going to walk away. And I don't really like how that feels. It's that old agitation. So I just notice it and breathe through it. Because the truth is, if I let that feeling stop me, I would never have the podcast. And I'm noticing, like I said earlier, it's stopping me from bigger goals, like a digital course, like writing a book. Where is it stopping you? And then the last step of this, so we set the smaller goals, we assign a time frame, we prioritize the tasks, prioritize the steps that we need to take, and then celebrating. Because so often, if you are anything like me, we are just forward thinking, thinking about the next step. I'm not even, I'm not even stopping to be like, oh, I did it. 
because that feels good. My brain loves the celebration. It feels good in my body to slow down and give myself that pat on my back. So allowing time for celebration is really, really important. So I would love to, to hear from you what is resonating? What strategy worked for you? So just shoot me an email. And speaking of email, I also want to make sure you know that I now have a weekly email newsletter. And you can sign up for that right on my website. You'll get weekly self-care and productivity tips every Wednesday. The emails are short, lots of great tips that you can implement right away. So if you like the written word in addition to hearing me talk on the podcast, sign up on the website. Okay. One more bonus tip. And I alluded to this a couple minutes ago, but it's this idea of incorporating breaks. When we're in the mindset of, I have to finish the whole thing, and we block out like six hours of our day to finish a report, record a class, um, write a presentation, our brains need a break. So first, try to not do that. Try to not let that feeling of frustration or agitation or anxiety stop you from breaking your task down. If you do get to that point, just notice it and get really curious with yourself about why that happened. Are you telling yourself a story like I told myself in college? Like, oh, I just love the pressure. I love to wait until the last minute. I really need that in order to be creative. And just like get a little curious with yourself if that's actually true. So if you are in that space, make sure you're taking some breaks. Because I know it seems counterintuitive, but stepping away from that task will actually enhance your productivity. And I'm not saying like step away to distract yourself or step away and like scroll or um, do something that's going to get you like sucked into a different rabbit hole. Like go for a walk, make sure you're feeding yourself, get some water, those kinds of those kinds of um, like tasks that are pulling you away for just a couple of minutes so that you can reset your mind. So that's what I want you to be thinking of is how do I push the reset button? What will help me get back into this task or activity? Okay, my friends, that is what I have for you this week. I am cheering you on. I'll see you next week. Hey, don't forget to like and follow me on Instagram at jen.fry.coaching where we share more tips, more personal stories, and continue our journey to think on purpose. And if you liked today's episode, click those three dots and share it with a friend.